Hello, my name is Fabiana Cole, and this is Connection First. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited about today's topic because it's really specific to the age that my boys are at. It's related to when our kids don't want to talk to us and they are not telling us whatever is happening in their heads <laughs> and they are being very quiet with us. And I mean, the challenges that we go through in the toddler years are, of course, like big because our kids don't know how to express themselves uh, or they express in the wrong way and they get physical or they, uh, you know, they start yelling or they don't really know how to really put in words what they are feeling. And that's uh, the struggle, right? That's why <laughs> people complain so much about it. Uh, when they are two or three, like they are, they don't know what to, how to express whatever they are feeling. That's a, that's the problem. And I can, I mean, imagine being them. Like it must be very hard not being able to talk properly and express all those feelings. But the thing is that as they grow a bit more, and the age that my boys are now, seven and nine, is they they do know now how to express themselves and they do it very well. So whenever they don't do it, whenever they are a bit more quiet. I get, I freaked out <laughs> and I go like, what's happening here? I need to know. I need to find out what is happening that he, he's not telling me what happened today at school. And, and this happened actually the other day with my son, with my nine year old. And that's why I decided to, to do this episode and to record these thoughts and an approach around this topic. But I went to pick him up at school and I have been taking him sometimes for appointments and I need to get him like at least once a month from school. And, and it's an opportunity and I really enjoy it because I don't get much one-on-one -on -one with him this day. So whenever I do, I really take advantage and it's like, oh, let's go for lunch together after the appointment or let's go for coffee. And so I, I was with this expectation in my head, right? Of like, oh, we're going to talk about this. Let's go together. So I went to pick him up earlier at school and as soon as he jumped in the car, He was in silence and he was like, what's, what happened today? How was recess? What did you do? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, asking all those questions. And, and he wouldn't say anything. He was really, really quiet. And usually he talks a lot with me. So the problem in this situation is that we automatically go straight to think that it's something related to us. That they are being rude to us or that they don't want to talk to us or that they are hiding something from us. So it's all, we make it all around us many times, which is a mistake because of course it could be so many reasons why they wouldn't talk to us. And to start with, it could be something as simple as they are being tired and they are hungry that something happened that they simply don't want to talk yet to us. So our job is to start with is try to put any, all the parts of our ego on the side. Try not to make it personal when something like this is happening. Try not to think on how it's affecting you that your child is not talking to you. And once we are able to put this on a side, we can show curiosity and we can simply find the best way for them to talk to us. And today I want to share with you four things or strategies that I really believe are helpful to simply create that safety space for our kids to eventually open up to us. Especially, this is useful when we feel there is something going on that we want to learn more about, that we want to know what they're going through. And these are simply strategies that we, we can use to, 
simply create that atmosphere for them to feel safe and eventually talk to us. So the first one that I would suggest whenever we feel we can do, when we feel that it's not too serious and we are, you know, having a normal conversation and we can get a bit cheeky and fun, this one I would say is good to do it over like dinner or if we are driving around, like not to, to do it very seriously. It's more of like a fun because it's a game that we do. And it's the game of like, you just, it's especially when they are tired and, and it's like, oh, I know you're tired. I'm going to make it easy for you. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and you just have to say yes or no. And we start with very general questions and then we go more specific. And it's like, oh, I bet something happened. So you have that face because I bet something happened today with your teacher. And no. And then, you know, you can see in their face if they get into the game and the way they are replying that they are going to tell you and that something did happen. If nothing happened, of course, this is not the right game. But if you feel and you're certain that something happened and they are just being, you know, too tired to tell you, but you really want to find out and you're making it fun and it's just a game and you are having dinner and it's just a conversation around dinner time and you feel that you can do it, go for it and just ask general questions and then go more specific. It really works. And, and I think it can work later as well and with younger kids as well. It's just like, oh, let's play this game of yes or no. Don't overdo it. <laughs> if you overdo it, then it's going to lose the meaning. But if you do it every now and then, I think it, it really works. The second thing that I'm going to suggest, and it always works for me, and it's really, really beautiful because it's related to the way we connect with our kids. So by understanding Whatever is important for them, we can find a specific topics that we can bring up and we can use to connect with them. So the anecdote that I was telling you about the other day when I pick up my son at school, this is exactly what I did. I respected his silence. I simply put on music and we were driving around and then I applied this one. I simply went to topics that he, I know he's interested in. I mentioned a book that I had ordered online or whenever I bring up Zelda, the video game, I know I will get his attention and I will connect with him because he loves telling me all about that video game that he's been really enjoying the latest one and and I know it's a beautiful, <laughs> I mean, not for me, but for him, it's a beautiful topic. It's something that he can talk for hours. And I can take that in my advantage to simply connect with him. When I ask him something related to the game, it's like, oh, what, are you, what are you planning to do on the weekend? Or if they play Minecraft, you can ask, oh, tell me about that castle that you were uh, building the other day in Minecraft. Or, you know, topics that they are interested in. And you let that conversation flow. You show a lot of interest and you will see how by reconnecting with them, then it will open up other conversations more serious that's the second one the third one is this is just a little tip that we can all do whenever we want to have conversations with our kids I highly recommend that you use everyday activities to speak with them Try to avoid the calling them in your room. It's like, come here, I want to talk to you. Try to use everyday moments that are predictable for them, like when you are folding clothes or you are cooking and you want to come and help me. You want to do, want to put this in the dishwasher while we are cleaning the kitchen and you are cleaning the kitchen and at the same time you are having a conversation about something that happened at school, for example. And I feel using those everyday moments as an opportunity to have conversations on bigger things works so well because they don't feel the pressure. They don't feel on the spot. They don't feel like you're trying to overanalyze what happened. And my favorite with that one is the time that we put the kids in bed. 
we usually lay down with them for a couple of minutes, my husband and I, and and it's the moment that usually they tell us the most because it's a predictable moment that they know is happening. They know it's not a moment created for that. Many nights we simply talk about their favorite food or whatever. Uh, it's going to happen the next day. And many nights we use that as an opportunity to open um, conversations of bigger things that are happening or emotions that they are going through. The fourth one strategy about trying to get our kids talking to us I would say is the most important and is to do nothing to trust this relationship that we are building with our kids every day we need to trust that they will feel safe with us we need to trust that they will eventually talk to us by creating a safe environment for them, by reassuring them that we love them no matter what. And that's a message that I tell my kids every day. We need to trust that all of this is going to create the opportunities for them to feel open enough and safe enough to come to you with anything, even if it's not straight away. Many times what they need is just our silence and simply to be patient and wait. We continue to build this relationship every day. We continue finding moments of connection and micro moments of connection throughout the day. We continue to remember them that we are their safe space, that we love them no matter what. And then we simply wait. And I think our silence is so powerful and we don't need to ask questions constantly. We don't need to understand everything that they are going through. We need to remember that they are individuals, I mean, and they have their own journeys. They need to walk their path. They need to have their experiences and learn from that. We are not expected to be there and we shouldn't be there for everything. We should stop the need to wanting to fix everything that they that is happening to our kids. So anyways, I think the last one was the most powerful. And I'll probably do another episode about the power in our silence and in waiting because I feel it's a very important topic to to talk further about it. I'm just going to go back to the four things that I share with you that I feel are useful when our kids are not talking to us. The first one, if we can be playful and if they if the moment allowed us to be playful, we can just simply play a game. Playing games is always so good. So it's a game of yes or no. You simply is like, oh, I'm going to try and guess what happened here. And you go from very general questions to very specific ones. The second one, it's all about finding opportunities to connect with them, opening conversations about very random things that you know they like. And by connecting with them, then simply wait that they will tell you and the, the bigger topics will come up in the conversation as well. The third one was a tip related to using everyday moments to chat about big things with them. And the fourth one, the most important one, to simply do nothing. Wait. Trust in the relationship you're building with your child. Trust they will tell you and trust that they need to have their own experiences and go through different emotions and, and be able to deal with that. Trust that as they are growing, they are capable, that you don't need to fix every single thing that is happening in their life. I love these topics that are related to the ways that we can connect with our kids and, and respecting or creating the right atmosphere for them to feel safe to talk to us is a great way to connect with our kids. 
Anyways, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week, which might be my first interview. I can't wait. Thank you for being here.